All right, here we are again. Uh, welcome to Film Shots. Film Shots, y'all. We are lucky enough to be here at Film Independent, which is on Wilshire in Los Angeles. And I'm Joel Marshall, and this is Dr. Jesse Rines. What's up? And we have a guest today, Josh Welsh. Hey there. He is the... Uh, <laughs> What, what is your title? Exactly? Uh, Filmmaker Labs Manager. Filmmaker Labs Film Manager. And so, we are at an organization called FIND. What exactly does that mean? Actually, our name is Film Independent. FIND is sort of a nickname, but we're, mm-hmm. we're sticking with Film Independent. F-I. Just Film Independent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we used to be called IFP, right. and we're trying to get away from the whole acronym thing. Ah, uh-huh. I see. Why? Well, I mean, FBI, you know, CIA. Those are the all the good ones were taken. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you know, it's a funny thing. We um, there are, there are a bunch of organizations around the country all called IFP, and we used to be one. And we haven't changed. The organization hasn't changed at all. We do all exactly the same thing, same staff, same sources of funding, and all that. But we we started asking our members and also people in the film community about the name IFP, and no, very few people actually knew what it meant or what it mm-hmm. stood for. It's, it stands for Independent Feature Project. I know a lot of people but, would say Independent Film Project. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and people would confuse us with IFC, mm-hmm. the, the cable oh, yeah. channel. That's, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that didn't exist when IFP started. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we decided, I mean, basically we just decided the name wasn't serving us and we wanted to get a stronger name. And, um, so is this for the um, nationwide group, or is it just for L.A.? It's just for Los Angeles. Okay. Are you still affiliated with IFP? Um, well, the reality is that the different IFPs have always been completely separate. Mm-hmm. Separate staff, separate... Every one of them has been completely separate. Everyone has been separate. It's, it's a loose, you know, confederation of IFPs. Because I know you guys were all on the same website. Well, this is the thing. And we, we really created some confusion because um, the one thing that we had in common, really, was our website and our logo, which mm-hmm. we only joined together a few years ago with the website. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that created this impression that there was this national mm-hmm. organization, um, and in reality, it was our website. And I know and that, that was logo it. was pretty cool. The one where the guy pushed yeah, it. yeah. the yeah. Sisyphus. Like that's, that's a great logo. And that used to be the IFP West logo uh, right. before it became for mm-hmm. all the. So IFPs. do you guys lose that logo? We we gave up the logo. Wow. Yeah. That must be yeah, a little bit of a heartbreak. <laughs> well, see, this is. I think that this is really interesting because. What has spurred this change, it seems more than anything, has been, one, changes in technology mm-hmm. because of the um, advent of the web and the mm-hmm. confusion that that caused, and two, changes in the industry. IFP is, I mean, IFC has come out, yeah. um, and it's caused confusion. So this is really part of a change in the entire film industry that has driven you to this. It is, and, uh, but I think also, I mean, in Los Angeles, the IFP Los Angeles now Film Independent, we have over 6,000 members. We're a, mm-hmm. we're a membership organization. Mm-hmm. We're a nonprofit member-based organization. And, um, you know, the idea of having a national organization for independent filmmakers is a great idea, but right now we really want to focus on serving our local members. Mm-hmm. And, and we also have members who are not in Los Angeles, you know, right. nationally and internationally. Well, well, you I should rejoin. I may be doing that after this. This is going to be a fascinating interview, I think. This is a great organization, and because they provide all kinds of things, I'm not going to enumerate them now because I want Josh to tell us what, what you get when you join Film Independent. Um, I just want to make one comment about the sure. acronym, the FIND acronym. I notice when I search on the Internet for FIND, I mean, 
That's yeah. you don't get film independent. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's yeah. probably a good idea that they stick with film independent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And filmindependent.org is their website. That's okay. right. So you have to write it all out. You have to write it out. Independent film independent. Oh, all one word. Filmindependent.org. So wow. check out their website. It's it's kind of a temporary one, I think. Yeah, right now we have our temporary website up, and our new one should be launching in a... I'm not exactly sure when, in a, in a few months. And it, I've seen the template for it. It's really going to be awesome. And, th- and that was part of our thing. And going back to what you were saying about technology, we really want to have a much more... Um, much more content on our website and make it much more useful to filmmakers. So mm-hmm. there are going to be a lot of features there um, on the website, capabilities for screening films, for mm-hmm. having you know your, your individual resume and mm-hmm. oh, okay. bits of yeah. films up there where people can see what other members are doing. That is great. If you're crewing up, there's going to be stuff for that. That's a well, good this idea. This is Joshua's... Uh, um, Dr. Jesse Rice, Joel Marshall. Joel, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it, I'm losing it. Joel was, was telling me um, that um, you guys have really a tremendous amount of function here, um, more than just an office. In, in New oh, yeah. York, This was it was just an office. Here, you do a lot more than they that, do huh? do a lot here. We do. We have, um, I mean, we do so many... I'll give you a quick overview. First of all, our two biggest events, we do the Los Angeles Film Festival, which runs in the summer, and we do the Independent Spirit Awards, which is the big award show for indie film. And that always takes place the day before the Oscars. And it's a totally fun event. We put a big tent up on the beach in Santa Monica, and um, it's broadcast on IFC. Yeah, I've seen it. It's really fun. adds to the confusion. It really does. Is there any kind of uh, link between IFC and... And uh, film and no, we're totally separate organizations. It just so happens that we're, we're it's very friendly. On that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, they've sponsored things that we've done, and you okay. know, um, some of their people have been on our board. But yeah, totally separate. It's just this is um, something else that um, is IFC, the same company, both on cable and in feature film distribution. Are those the same company? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, they are. Yeah. Okay. okay. So what kind of uh, what other things can you get if you're a, a member of Film Independent? So if you're a member of Film Independent, for, we put on uh, educational events throughout the year, a whole range. We do um, a, one of our biggest events in the fall is our producer series, which mm-hmm. is a six-week series of evening panel discussions on how to produce an independent film. And it covers everything from, you know, how to go out to cast, how to get your financing, issues that you confront in uh, distribution and working with producers, reps, things like that. Um, it's really geared towards people who are just, I, I would say, people who are just getting into the business as well as every year we do it, we sort of have the most current information and we have people who are really, you know, doing independent film right now. So mm-hmm. we get people who are already experienced filmmakers who attend, you know, maybe they've been out for a little bit and they want to get back in and see, you know, what's going, what role do the agencies play, what's foreign financing like these days, mm-hmm. and kind of get, you know, an overview of the information. So we do that in the fall. We do... Um, a director series in the early part of the year, which is fantastic. And that is really focused on creative aspects of independent directing. Um, and that starts up uh, in March this year. Creative aspects of independent directing. So, for example, each, it's, again, it's, uh, this is open to a fairly large public. Usually we have a couple hundred people attending that. And we have, um, each week we'll have, 
you know, for example, uh, Alexander Payne one night. I mean, this is in a in And past who is Alexander Payne? Alexander Payne directed Sideways and mm-hmm. Election, mm-hmm. Um, Citizen Ruth. And he would come with his, for example, one year he came with his production designer and his kind of production team. And they talked about, they showed clips from mm-hmm. uh, one of his films and talked about how they created the visual look of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, another week we'll have a different director with their sound team, like okay. composer, sound editor, uh, editor talking about how they put together the, the sound world of the film, really going into detail about the creative mm-hmm. process. I this like be- that when they do that, when they go into detail <clears throat> about the creative process. Those are the best panels. I think mm-hmm. I've been to a number yeah. of these panels. The ones that I, I don't like are the ones where you go and everybody's like, oh, you'll never make a film. It's too hard to get yeah. the funding, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, so right. Then sometimes they right. can be a downer, but most of the time you can get all kinds of great information from so, the panels that so are on these. This is really how to. Um, it, it's mm-hmm. really aimed at what what it sounds like is this this is aimed at our core audience who is the emerging filmmaker mm-hmm. right. and you bring people in with experience independence mostly not exactly. people who so you're yeah you film independent so you still focus on the independent mm-hmm. and how do you mean independent exactly what is an independent to you well that's a very good question and it's one you know, I tend to be pretty loose with it. If for the Independent Spirit Awards, they have specific guidelines of what counts as independent, and which I should be able to recite to you, and I can't. But it basically has to do with percentage of financing that is independent from the studios, but also has to do with sort of the creative artistic vision of the film, which is obviously something that's subjective, and right. different people are going to see things differently. Um, some and obviously now all the studios have their own indie divisions where they're doing more right. kind of personal. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. auteur-driven Boutique, films. Boutique um, um, parts of the business, yeah. is what we call them. So like there's a lot of gray area mm-hmm. and overlap. But, but you yeah. won't flog an uh, independent producer who gets an Oscar, will you? No, not at all. Well, we for, like that. For instance, uh, Sideways. Would you call that an independent film? I absolutely would. would. I mean, that's Alexander Payne's vision. Yeah. Um, and I, I would just... Wouldn't have a hesitation there. Really? This year for the Spirit Awards, we used to, we, we set a budget cap for, mm-hmm. this is one of the criteria. To be eligible for the Spirit Awards, your film cannot, the budget cannot exceed $20 million. Mm-hmm. Now some people would say $20 million is like an insanely high amount of money. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the, you know, within independent film, it's sort of, in films that really are driven by the, the writer-director that really do express a person's individual creative vision. Mm-hmm. That's not that much money. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. <clears throat> do you, um, does film independent work with the studios at all in any capacity? Um, I mean, we're, we're, you know, there's so much crossover between, in, yeah. between the, a, the uh, studios and yeah. the, the studios, the agencies. There's a very fuzzy line. I mean, in terms of, you know, we'll have, I'm just trying to think. For example, Warner Independent. We've had lots of people from there on our panels. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner Independent. Warner Independent. Now that is an arm um, um, of Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a label. So when I I look at the screen, it'll say produced by mm-hmm. Warner Independent. Mm-hmm. For example, March of the Penguins was a Warner Independent. Have like a big W and okay. a little I. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Logo. Okay. And Fox Searchlight, of course. Mm-hmm. Now this kind of thing wasn't happening before '86 um, in in the in the '80s. Um, that's what really spurred these big companies to get into the independent um, mm-hmm. thing. I, I mean, independents were considered to be just chaff before. Mm-hmm. But now, are they nurturing independents, trying to get them to come in and yeah, become? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. And when did your organization start? 
We've been around for over 20 years. So this is okay, before this, IFP, yeah. the IFP and, and Film Independent, they've kind of seen this thing grow. Right. This organization has grown so dramatically. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been here for close to 10 years, and during mm -hmm. that time, when I started here, we had about 2,000 members. We I had a staff of about eight. I remember when it was over on Westwood, and it was yeah. like just in a mm -hmm. very small office. Yeah. And now the offices here are great, and there are all kinds of resources uh, here. Yeah, yes, you were talking about yeah. the resources. You have so, cameras and things? Yeah, to get back to the resources, for our members, we offer greatly discounted rates on cameras. We have an editing suite. We have two casting rooms. We have a production office. Um, we publish something every year. It's called our vendor discount book, and members can get discounts around town at sound stages, post houses, doing telecine, you know, costume shops, um, getting significant discounts on stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you're a member and you're going to be in production, I mean, it's really financially advantageous. It well, is really membership, is. how expensive is membership? Uh, an individual membership is $95 a year. 95 a year. Yeah, okay. Definitely save that on casting rooms. Yeah, around. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you can get casting rooms and things, that's really important. Because that's one of the things when you're making a film and you want to cast it, it's, it's where do you have the auditions? You want to have them in a yeah. kind of a reputable mm -hmm. place so people know it's not sketchy, you're right. not having yeah. it in your apartment absolutely. or something. Um, you can mm -hmm. have it here and I... Do you pay a certain amount to do that? Yeah, you, it's yeah, a way it's below sort of rates you'd pay yeah. around town. Mm -hmm. And I know when I've held castings before, before I was a member here, I held them at theaters and sometimes the theaters would be so run down mm -hmm. and it just made the whole mm -hmm. production look like it was, it was you know extremely low budget and and nobody would want to probably audition for it but we, if you come here i mean this place is sharp absolutely slick. want that when i was at usc i know that we did our casting we had places on campus where mm -hmm. we could take people and it gave credibility um, to what we were doing. So that's really important. And it's actors a real are, service. are used to coming here, too. I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of times you'll come here and you'll see actors sitting out in the, the lobby so they know exactly where it is. People, You'll probably get more people and people that are on time mm -hmm. um, right. if you hold your mm -hmm. cast. I think a lot of actors think that we're just a casting facility because they're in here every day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's funny. So, and then also there are cameras that people can... We rent cameras. Um, I know we have the, we have the Canon XL2. Um, we use that's our main camera at the moment. Yeah. Um, every year, as new things come out, we get we get you know the new cameras. What about this new Panasonic HD camera that's coming out? Have you heard of that? It's like True HD. Do you think you guys might get one of those? I would love to get that. Yeah. I haven't seen that, but I hear yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try and get a hold. Yeah, we're gonna of try to get one of those. And take it apart. <laughs> Panasonic, <laughs> give us a call. <laughs> But one thing that I really appreciated <clears throat> is, um, I think it was l last year before the name change. Mm -hmm. um, as a matter of fact, it wasn't long before I got the emails about the name change. I came to a, a seminar here in the evening, and it was specifically about African Americans in filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And it was great. It was, it was wonderful. As a person, you know, like I, I'm African American, and it is really important for me to see that people recognize that there are particular parts of the industry that need special attention. Yeah. And African Americans definitely do. Absolutely. Have you found that to be the case? How, how, how is, how is that, that seen by, um, by fine? It's no, no, film, film independent. independent. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's part of our mission. It is absolutely central to what we're doing. And I think some people don't know this, but you know, our mission, I mean, there's different components to it, but we're trying to help independent filmmakers cultivate their careers. We're trying to help build an audience for independent film. 
Something I haven't mentioned is that we do screenings. We do over 100 screenings a year, almost all of which are free to our members of films. And are they here in this no, location? No, we, we screen in, in theaters around town. Well, what's mm-hmm. great is we, because you vote on the Spirit Awards when you're a member here, you can get all the new, uh, I mean, all the things that are up for Spirit Awards, you get those films through Netflix and you can yeah. watch them yeah. on yeah, your Yeah, a three-month three subscription to Netflix where you get all the Spirit Award nominated I mean, That films. alone is worth the $90. And then also you can go to screenings. <laughs> yeah. Get out your get award. Get my over. wallet out. You took American <laughs> Express. <laughs> so then you can also go watch these screenings. I know um, they had them on Hollywood Boulevard over there. Uh, yeah. They have they show the films in theaters too, and it's all free to members. This is actually yeah. better than it, it was when I was um, with IFP, and it's it's been about five years when I was a filmmaker. We've really expanded our services mm-hmm. a lot, um, but the final thing I want to say about our mission is it is really our mission is to help promote diversity within the film industry, mm-hmm. and and specifically within independent film. Mm-hmm. And I can just say on a personal note, when I started here, our membership, I think, was overwhelmingly, it was like, it was young white guys who wanted to be Tarantino. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of an, obviously an exaggeration, but mm-hmm. that was, I, I don't know the numbers, but that was how our membership skewed. Mm-hmm. And we've made an effort in our membership outreach and in all of our programs to really, we want, basically, we want our membership to resemble Los Angeles, the, the ethnic mm-hmm. and social diversity of Los Excellent. Angeles is how we want our membership to be. And we're, we're moving towards that. And it's, you know, in everything we do, in, in uh, just the films that we look at, the filmmakers that we're interested in, that's part of what we do. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think it's really important because you look every year at like the listings of, you know, how many filmmakers of color are directing for TV, how many and this women. This is something you actually, you, you look for those things. You we run those statistics. It. Yeah, we track yeah, it. I mean, I the, did a, a book called Black Film, White Money that specifically addressed that kind of thing. So I would be able to come to you to find statistics on the local independent film community. Um, that's a good question. I don't know if we have the numbers. We can give you numbers for sort of this is a what our membership is. Is, mm-hmm. is. You can... I know when I've been trying to make budgets for films, you can talk, call up uh, Film Independent and ask them for data. They have they yeah. subscribe to certain things that give them data about audience groups and, and people who are going to movies and such, so that you can use them for a business plan or maybe if you're writing a book or, or whatever. Well, I, I just talked to my publisher about updating um, that book. It came out in '96, so I am thinking about doing that now. Um, so I would be able to use this as a resource. Yeah, definitely. So it's something that scholars can use as well. Mm-hmm. They have a whole library here, too. Yeah, we oh, have a resource okay. library that, uh, with you know several thousand books um, that our members can use. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think I should do that upcoming version of Black Film, White Money, Rutgers <laughs> University Press, 1996 and 2000, please give us an email at filmshots at gmail.com. That's filmshots at gmail.com. Should I do my book or shouldn't I? <laughs> You'll have to purchase it first or get it from a library. You'll have to scrutinize the book. Yeah, please look at it in great detail. Okay. <laughs> um, so I want to just point out one thing. Josh heads up these uh, three workshops. And there's one for writers one for producers, and one for directors. And I just want to make that clear. Uh, that goes on throughout the year, mm-hmm. right? And what's the one that's coming up now? Uh, the Director's Lab. The Director's Lab. So they come out one at a time, three of them, what are they, about three months apiece or four months apiece? Each, each lab runs for seven weeks, mm-hmm. seven, seven to ten weeks. There, there's some fluctuation. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that's actually my role at the organization is I head up the filmmaker labs, which we started about five years ago. We started with the screenwriter's lab and then added a director's lab and producer's lab. And these are very small, they're very selective, intensive programs where we take uh, no more than 10 filmmakers in each one. Mm -hmm. All the filmmakers who apply have projects that they're trying to get made. So they apply with a feature-length screenplay. They already have to have that. Mm -hmm. They have to have the script. Yes. Oh, okay. And um, the labs have slightly different uh, purposes. The the screenwriter's lab uh, is focused on writers apply with scripts that are in pretty good shape, scripts that, you know, we read, we like them, we think it's strong original material, but where they're still working out some kinks, they haven't finished the script, and they're at a point where they want feedback and they want to get to the next draft or, or finish it. Mm-hmm. And that's the sole focus of the Screenwriters Lab is imp- improving the draft that you come in with. Okay. Um, in the Producers Lab, we have producers come in. Occasionally it'll be a writer-producer, but for the most part we're, we're looking for people who really want to produce. Okay, tell me something. How does a person know whether or not he or she is a producer? What in the world do producers do? Producers, do, and independent film producers do everything. They do everything from helping develop the script, to finding the money, to securing locations, to helping run craft services. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it is a hard job mm-hmm. in independent film. You really have to do everything. And in the... We actually, in the producer's lab, we don't cover craft services, but we do try and address, you know, the creative aspects of producing in terms of helping develop this, helping find material, helping develop material, but also the more line producer aspects of it. So they Which is do money. line producing. That's that's handling the budget and is, things like that. Exactly. <clears throat> and we have um, every year we've been fortunate enough to have EPs uh, movie budget EP movie, EP movie magic budgeting and scheduling software, mm-hmm. which is fantastic software mm-hmm. for this, has been donated to the lab. So, so a producer can, should a person who wants to be a producer should have some sort of business acumen or predisposition, or um, they should not mind working with numbers and running around. Absolutely. Okay. It's not. But they also purely should, creative. No, it's it's really both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of producers are very active in script development. Yes. I know a lot of the really good ones. Mm-hmm. They do a heck of a lot to make the, the what you see on the screen become mm-hmm. uh, a reality. And then also in the editing room, a lot of producers are very hands-on. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, just checking the time here, we got about we're about twenty-three minutes. In. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah. Well, we time we, flies. Yeah, we need to um, start. Start um, talking about raw food. Yeah, um, as a matter Our of fact. Our offices are quite near Real Food Daily. <laughs> oh, really? So is that where you eat? Do you go there for lunch? I go there occasionally. And what do you have? <laughs> well, I want to mention that Josh is a very slender individual. Yeah, he is. He's very trim. Something about his diet. Spelt. Ah. His word, y'all. His word. Tell us about that Real Food Daily. Real Food Daily, it's on La Cienega. Excellent restaurant. Really? I think it's vegan. Uh, vegan, uh-huh. So it's, and what, it's, what, what do you like there? Uh, you know, I don't go there a lot. I get, um, they have a tostada that's really good. Mm-hmm. It's like a black bean tostada. Really? Mm-hmm. Really good. I'm not so big on the tofu and tempeh and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It gets kind of old and it's kind of mushy. Yeah. Yeah. But are you a, do you consider yourself to be a healthy eater? No. No? no I really don't. Oh, you're really? kind of like me, huh? I need to. I got some New Year's resolutions, man. I eat eat everything. All right, all right. We're learning about raw food. That's the whole thing. You were Uh asking us where this raw food thing came from. 
We don't actually know where it came from. We just know we don't know anything about it. And it go on. What is the impression that you get when you say, okay, here's a podcast about filmmaking for uh, up-and-coming up filmmakers with a little raw food thrown in? Does that <laughs> throw you for a loop? It, it does throw me. <laughs> I, I think my first thought is well, people in independent film tend to be really unhealthy eaters. That's like right, on, on film sets, <laughs> you know, That's you've right. got no money, craft mm -hmm. services tends you're to like take a Donuts, pizza, donuts. donuts. You're in, and you're already in that mode that if you see food, you got to eat it because right. you might not be seeing yeah. it. Exactly. So, right. so when you see that whole craft services table, yeah, and there's so much time that you spend just standing, standing around. Mm -hmm. So what else are you going to do with your hands? You half the time you can't talk because they're doing something that that that, that, that needs silence. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we're we're informing up and coming filmmakers about how to be healthy and craft might. services people. Yeah, because I've, I've worked at, uh, craft services in New York, and um, I almost got thrown off the set once because I didn't buy donuts. I bought healthy things. <laughs> I bought apples, oranges. People said, "Where the donuts?" People expect those donuts. Yeah, but they don't know that if they, if you eat a bunch of donuts in the morning, it's gonna you get crack. fat, y'all. Yeah. Don't and you do get it. Fat, and then you won't be able to lug around the equipment. That's right. Or or act, God forbid, <laughs> be in the love scene. Right. <laughs> with that big How do you know? That's right. <laughs> Suppose you get called out. You're a grip, and the lead doesn't come on. They say, "Quick, we need someone to kiss this woman." <laughs> It's not going to happen. It's not, not going to happen, happen if you, you have a big ready. gut. you got to so be ready. Have you guys been eating raw food since well, starting the podcast? We've tried some. We've tried some. We've um, gone to Giuliano's um, raw food restaurant, and, and we had, I found out that, that sushi doesn't really mean fish. Um, it means sushi-like something yeah yeah we don't I, I, we're still learning mm -hmm. but we have been eating I brought with me in fact oh, I left it in the car oh, the um, pastry a, a piece of pastry I got at a recent film screening it was chocolate and some kind of a wheat dough and it had no sugar and I was, was it, wondering have you been to Hanson's Hansen's. No, I don't know Hanson's. You should check out Hanson's on, Fair okay. on Fairfax. On Fairfax. Fairfax it's actually what? very good. Um, just north of Wilshire. Okay. Near Sammy's camera. Near Sammy's. Maybe we should stop by today. Yeah, maybe. They have maybe stuff so. made with like no sugar, no wheat. Okay. And really good. And they have awesome coffee. But be careful, y'all, because in this, I was wondering when I walked in why there was so much food left around. And then I tasted it. I'm sorry, it did not work. It was beautiful, but nobody was eating the food. <laughs> All right, so maybe uh, we'll wrap this up. We do this thing, Josh, called um, Film Bites at the very end of the show. And okay. we welcome you to add one if you want, but we don't put any pressure on the guest in, to uh, include one. It's just one little piece of information that the filmmaker out there uh, can have that will help him along the way. Like, right, we want something that you can actually begin to work on immediately within the next week that will help you move your um, um, piece to the next stage. It can be conceptual. It, it might be, be or anything. Or just like a little piece of advice. But, right. the, you know, Jesse didn't have one last week. Yeah, so I know. We're letting people off the hook since he didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine um, this week um, actually is not for the emerging filmmaker. Really? It's not That's for the emerging filmmaker yet. You're throwing a curveball <laughs> right. at us. This is for the person who thinks maybe, sort of, I don't know, let me try this film thing. Be an intern. Don't be afraid to go on a set and ask to be an intern. Now, I should warn you, 
Interns generally work for free, and they work hard. But um, if you work on a, a set, when I started, I worked for free first. First day, it was free. Second day, they gave me $25. I was amazed. Next day, I got $50. Then I got moved up to being stills photographer. I got $150. I was amazed at this. I still have That's those photographs, too. I like that. But don't be afraid to work for free. Just remember, the one thing that's important, the most important thing in filmmaking is be on time. Do not allow the film to depend or to wait around until you show up. Be there early. I used to get to places two hours early. That's great. That's really good that advice. Is, too. That is good advice. Same with auditioning, too. Don't Absolutely. Don't yeah. be late to that. Even though you might wait around for two hours, that's right. the one that you're late to, they'll be like, where were you? That's right. Um, my film bite for today is for those of you that are in college still. And my advice is, or you know, if you've decided to go to college, use that time to learn about business and about law. Because you'll need to know as much as possible when you're in the filmmaking industry Absolutely. about those two things. And that's, those are the two things that most of us don't know enough about. Because you're going to have to make contracts, and you're also going to have to make deals with people. And the more you know about that kind of stuff, the, more, the farther ahead you'll be, and the easier it'll be to get your films made. And these are also going to be areas that will help you anywhere you go. If you decide that you want to go into something else later, business and law are things that, that can still help you in other fields. Even if you want to go into math or something like that, publish a book. One thing I've noticed, you've got to have law if you're going to just publish a book. You write you're, As a writer, I've got to go over my contracts and things like that. You should have some idea of what happens in that. Lawyers area. are very expensive, very expensive. So the more you can do on your own, the better <laughs> off you are. That's one of the things that, that stops a lot of people, I think. Is like, they, like, let's say Jesse and I wanted to collaborate on a film. Uh, and we started writing a script, people get stuck right there because they're like, well, what's our agreement? If right. the film gets made That's and right. Jesse gets all of it That's or something, right. or I, I wrote the whole thing and That's then Jesse right. gets all the money, you know, what happens? Mm -hmm. People get stuck on this. You will note that um, Joel and I have completely avoided that area with our current collaboration. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> We're just winging it. We're winging it that. now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Josh, if you want to add something. Sure. I, I, let's see. How, how will I say that? I have a film bite for the, the first-time filmmaker. You know, you hear a lot of people saying, you, you just do it. You just have to go out and do it. And, and you, be passionate and just go make your movie. Don't wait around. And there's a certain truth to that, but coming from the labs, what I would say is don't just do it. Stop and be prepared. Get your script in shape. Have people read it who aren't already your friends. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that you, you, know, you, you really put some thought and plan into your pre-production. <clears throat> um, in a way, that's why we started the labs, because it's become so easy for people to make movies now in different DV formats. And you get so excited, you, you know, you just you want to make that film. And people go make things when they're not ready, when the script isn't there, when they haven't really read enough actors, uh, they haven't looked at enough DP's reels. And oh, what's a DP? Just a director of photography, okay. cinematographer. That, yeah. and, and so they end up with a finished product that they're not happy with. And so we started the labs in a way to give people a chance to stop. It's like, don't make your movie. Come here, spend seven weeks, work on the script. You know, work on your budget in the directors that will give you a camera and sound package. Go out and shoot a little bit of it mm -hmm. and get on your feet and really be prepared to make it. That's Pre good Preparation advice. is yeah. such a good thing because especially when you're on the set, you know, the clock just starts ticking mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. It's just like time flies. And if you are prepared, 
before when you go in, you're just going to come up with a much better product. That's right. And then you can you know you can deviate from that, of course. Do the workshops cost anything extra? They do not. Wow. And how do you select who's going to be in the in them? Uh, we have a selection process. People apply with a, as I said, with a feature-length mm -hmm. script. We have a staff here. It's myself and other people on staff who read all the submissions. Oh, wow. um, we That's interview great. filmmakers. Mm -hmm. um, when people apply, they submit reels of their, you know, short films. Sometimes features that they've done. We look at everything. Man, film independent is on the money. And also, it's it's tough to get in those labs. But once you do, I think there's a lot to be gained, and there's a lot of people that you meet, which you know is always important to um, meet people in the industry. Um, so we're going to wrap it up because we're at our time here. But we yeah, want to thank... Yeah, we're a little overtime, in fact. We are a little But this was well worth it, actually. We this was fun. We want to thank uh, Josh Welsh <laughs> mm -hmm. for being our guest. Mike thank you, Josh. And, uh, and thank Film Independent for uh, allowing us to uh, do this interview in their room here. And right, and, and you can um, email us if you want to ask... Um, some information about Film Independent, or you can contact Film Independent you can at... contact me directly at jwelsh at filmindependent.org, and that is the letter J-W-E-L-S-H at filmindependent.org. Wow, that is big of him. All right, y'all. <laughs> get out there, make movies. All right. Call Josh, get on his nerves. All right. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>